welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Writer. This is episode 33, and it's another one of our creative life episodes. And today we are going to be talking about decluttering and organization and whether or not that helps us in our creative pursuits. Uh, yes. So I think you're about to find out that I am not a tidy person, but that's okay. <laughs> Reveal that to the world. I think I've made hints about my levels of tidiness already <laughs> on this podcast, but we'll dive into that a little bit deeper. <laughs> yes. So as with most of these short episodes, we'll just jump straight in or we'll run out of time because Sarah and I go off on tangents and blabber on for ages and ages and ages. So messy or tidy, which is better? Um, that's the opening line of quite an interesting article I was reading when I was doing the research for this episode. Um, it's from the New York Times. And the title of the article was, It's Not Mess, It's Creativity, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I thought was quite funny. Relevant. So very relevant. So if we think a bit more about this historically, um, as I found in my research, uh, cleanliness is strongly associated with moral righteousness. And psychologists have even found that the scent of citrus uh, in cleaners raises people's ethical standards and promotes trust. Uh, wow. We're on. The, I know. I was like, oh, okay. They like put people in rooms because I read the paper where they'd cleaned it with like citrus cleaning product that gave like a citrus smell and then like a room without a citrus smell and then showed like people photos or something to like see how much they trusted the people in the pictures <laughs> or something That's like hilarious. that and it was quite funny anyways That's amazing. on the flip side if we're talking about things that are I guess more chaotic or messy some studies have found that this is a direct quote chaotic wilderness is associated with death <laughs> I was like okay <laughs> it's like two very contrasting things but okay <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was an interesting introduction. Um, so if you wear floral scents, <laughs> citrus or floral, trustworthy death. death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so to relate this back to writing and to us, I thought we could ask the question whether we are tidy or messy people and whether we think this is beneficial or detrimental uh, to our creativity. <laughs> Would you like to start, Sarah? Sure. So... I can be an organized person and sometimes I do have bouts of going through and tidying everything up. I would say I'm generally, I want to be a tidy person, but it doesn't always turn out that way. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. I have priorities and yeah, housework is not necessarily one of those priorities, which sounds strange coming from a nurse, but you know, <laughs> when you're working and you're cleaning all the time at work and you get home and you're like, no, <laughs> yeah, maybe not. I mean, I'm just looking at my desk at the moment. I try to keep it fairly tidy. It does tend to accumulate stuff. It, I think it, it depends as well on the surroundings and how people interrelate with their partners and stuff as to how tidy you are. Because if you've got like a messy person around you and then, you know, sometimes you just lower your standards a bit over time because you're like, well, if the house isn't going to be tidy anyways, then why bother? 
Although Dan is very tidy in general. Like he is just that he puts things in piles. He has tidy piles. <laughs> I have messy piles. Because <laughs> he likes to know exactly where things are and where he's left things and if it's out of sight and it's out of mind so he leaves these beautiful little piles all over the house and then I've just adapted and created my own not so tidy piles (laughs) so I would say generally our house is probably fairly messy by certainly my mother's standards (laughs) (laughs) not that she said anything when she visited because obviously we were like gotta make the entire place spotless before she came but I like cleanliness around the piles and as I say (laughs) you like cleanliness around the piles that's funny well like you know like I like clean areas like yeah if there's piles that's fine but if there's like dust and piles and dirt all over the floor then that's not so okay (laughs) how about you Ashley (laughs) um I am not a tidy person at all not that I'm like a slob or anything I'm just very clothes all over the floor (laughs) yeah yeah, that's me. Clothes all over the floor. My desks, my desk at work is an absolute disaster. It has just got papers, like by papers, I mean like research papers, as well as scrap paper, as well as like my random notes, like just literally everywhere. My <laughs> desk, where my writing desk is the same. I usually just like push stuff to the side <laughs> if I need to work on it. Um, and you won't be able to see from, well, I'm not in that room now, but usually in the, when we record the podcast, you can't see because the bed's lower, but it's like covered in stuff. <laughs> so it looks clean, but it's not that clean. My husband says I let the team down because he's quite a tidy person. <laughs> so yeah, my lab space is also cluttered. Flasks and vials and beakers and all sorts of things everywhere. But it's not like, I don't know, it's not like dirty if that makes sense. It's just yeah, yeah. cluttered and cluttered. stuff. Cluttered. Yeah. Like this episode is all about clutter. <laughs> Pretty much. And I would say, I, I meant to say as well, like with my work, being an operating room nurse, we tend to have very like a specific way we lay out our tables and stuff and it helps if it's tidy because then when the surgeon asks for an instrument you're like there it is I'm got it I'm handing it over to the surgeon however if things are moving at a very fast pace the tidiness of my trolley is not really at the forefront (laughs) yeah and I think my life is generally like that I like things to be tidy not really a priority though yeah I definitely feel the same way I go through bouts where I'll tidy stuff up but it's only when I'm procrastinating usually or James is like or someone's coming and he's like no we can't have it like this I'm like no you're right I'll clean it's okay um it doesn't usually last long yeah (laughs) but whether it's beneficial or detrimental to my creativity I am unsure I don't think it's detrimental, but it definitely doesn't help if it makes any sense. Like, I don't think it's like actively works against me, but I'd say that's because I'd rather just be able to write instead of having to worry about cleaning up because if I had to clean up all the time, I don't think I would have any time left in my day. Yeah, that's the same for me. Um, you know, there's a point where you just have to try and ignore what's there yeah. and focus on the writing exactly. you'll never get to it. Exactly. Well, I guess me talking about how cluttered my life is, my life and my house, I guess, um, brings me to the next point. So clutter is defined 
as an overabundance of possessions that collectively create a chaotic and disorderly space. It kind of sounds bad, but psychologists do say that clutter is in the eye of the beholder. (laughs) So people who feel that their spaces are cluttered feel more stressed. And if you don't feel your spaces are cluttered, then, you know, it doesn't really matter. So do we feel that our spaces are cluttered and does the act of decluttering and tidying our spaces help with our creativity? I think that when I do those bouts of cleaning is when the clutter is getting to me and <laughs> You've I'm getting it. really stressed about it. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll be like, no, I have to get all of this off the table right now. <laughs> There's too much. It's taking up half of our, you know, four-person table. And our dining table has books all over it. (laughs) We've got to deal with this. And so then I'll go on like this weird cleaning frenzy and I'll be annoyed about having to clean, but I'll do it. And then, yeah. I feel a similar way. And then I'll feel better. (laughs) It's like, I have no issues with clutter until I have an issue with the clutter. And then... (laughs) Exactly. It was like, no, it has to go right now. I can't possibly write, even though I wrote in the space yesterday. I can't possibly do it today. I must clean it up. I think for me, it's, I don't, as again, the piles are fine. It's when like loose papers start crawling over the desk that I start getting a bit stressed out by it. Cause I'm like, what is this paper and what is it doing here? Do I really need this? Can it go on the recycling? <laughs> oh, this was from like four months ago. Okay. Let's throw that out. <laughs> Oh, I'm really, I have a really bad habit of I write. So I do have a notebook where I write stuff down, but I often just write stuff on scrap paper. And then, you know, it'll be a few months later. I'm like, what's the scrap paper? And then I'll see a note on it. I'm like, hmm, is this a really important note that I didn't write in my, you know, in my notebook that, you know, I might need in the future? Or is just this just me, um, you know, like just scribbling something down that can be thrown away? And then, well, I can't possibly get rid of it now, can I? <laughs> What if it's important? (laughs) Happens at work too, because, you know, someone will come and say something to me. If I don't have my notebook, I'm like, oh yeah, I need to remember that. And I'll just like literally write it on like the corner of a crossword or like (laughs) write it on the corner of like an old printout of some data. And then I'll get to the end like a few weeks later. I'm like, oh, did I throw the important thing out that I vaguely remembered writing down or is it important? Not sure. I would say that I try to actively keep away from writing on like scraps of paper that have other stuff on it because then I'm worried that I will do that and that I will accidentally throw it out thinking it was the other thing. So bad. (laughs) So when I like make an important note, it'll be like, okay, where's the best place? I've got limited paper available, you know, whatever. I don't have notebook on me or my notepad. What is the best place to put this piece of information that I will see it and remember (laughs) it later? (laughs) Because otherwise I know that I'll forget and I'll never find it again. <laughs> That's me. It's not a good system, but it's like one of those things. It's like how you work as a person. And I don't know if it helps. Yeah. Or it doesn't help if I change it. I don't know. It, it semi works for me apart from the few times where it doesn't. Dan's always trying to get me to make lists because lists work well for him. And they do sort of work for me. But I always find that even if I make a list, like say I'm going grocery shopping, Do you feel constrained by the list? I feel constrained. (laughs) No, I'll refer to it and I'll use it, but then I won't read it properly. And then I'll miss something anyways. (laughs) I do that too. Especially because I go off script. 
I always go off script and I've written this list, but I don't want all of the things on, like, you know, we need them, but I want other things too. And then I'll go off track. I'll go get other well, things. Well, I'll try and remember the list as well. I'll be like, okay, what was on the list? It was this, 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 this. And then I only check it till later. And then, you know, rounded like the entire grocery store. And I'm like, oh, darn, I forgot something, something in the veggie section. <laughs> and then I have to go all the way back. <laughs> but, you know, like, I just, I don't, even though I've got the list, I don't pay attention to it as much as what I should. And I'm like, I don't know how to fix that. Sorry, Dan. It's just, just, it's just me. Yep. <laughs> lists, yeah, lists are pretty hit and miss for me as well. Oh, sometimes like I'm going to write everything down. It's going to be so helpful. I'm going to write what I need to do. And then I'll get through the first one. And then I'll just like give up on the list because I've decided that. Why did I write it like in this order? Or like I want to do something else. I refuse to be <laughs> defined by the list. You could say, you know, bringing it back to our culture and creativity episode that we find lists constraining to our creativity. (laughs) I think so. They can sometimes help with creativity if you're brainstorming. However, sometimes it can give you like that one word that you just can't get away from either. And then you're like, you can't think of anything except for what's on the list. Yes. (laughs) That is also a problem. (laughs) (laughs) When I do cryptic crosswords and I'll see, you know, have an idea for a word and I know it's wrong. But then because that was in your mind, it's like the only word you can think of from that point on. <laughs> so you're like, I know the word is not beautiful, but it kind of looks like it fits and I can't get past it. So we need to move on. <laughs> it's usually me. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly different. it. That's why I find sometimes, um, what do you call those? Like, is it not anagrams? I'm trying to think of, I'm having a mind blank. I'm trying to think of, you know, when you have like a a hint for a clue or a hint for a word that you're supposed to come up with or something. No, I'm not not sure. I was like, that's a clue. (laughs) No, you've got like a hint or whatever. Yeah. And then you've got to like reorganize like a jumble of letters. That was anagram. You were correct the first time. It was anagram. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is great audio radio. I don't know what you would call it. (laughs) I like that you just defined a clue and I was like, I don't understand. so coherent with my my words I make a great podcast everyone I'm sorry I was gonna say you know when you have anagrams and then you have the hint for the anagram and but you can't get away from the hint yes and then you can't like it's almost easier just to see the anagram and then like try and reorganize the yes, letters yes. and it is to, to look at the hint because then you just get confused and you're like something that sounds like, no, I don't I know what you mean. Yes. Random. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't work. I'm um, bringing it back to, again to the point of this though. Um, I would say that decluttering in general, like if I'm in a space where it's like, really tidy um say my desk is 100% clear and I've got my lovely pot plant like in my bookcase over there and you know everything's clean the walls are decorated with beautiful portraits and art or whatever that I come into the room and I feel like oh this is really nice and I sit down and I just feel really happy. And I feel like from that point, it helps my creativity is that I just get a general feeling of happy. You know, like, I don't know if anyone's played Sims, but you know, when they go into a room that's like well decorated, it's like plus three for the environment. <laughs> and that's like <laughs> me when I sit down in a nice room and I'm like, oh, 
plus three <laughs> and it's like building up the environment like goes up like massively from suddenly in the green not complaining about the light fittings like the sims do or whatever else anyone who's played it will understand when your sims like walk underneath the light and then they look up and they're like ah, and they wave their arms in the air at you and you're like i'm sorry that's all we can afford yeah <laughs> I've actually never played The Sims, but I I can imagine. You've painted the picture very well, Sarah. I can imagine it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think for me, the decluttering, it seems to, you know, like the nice plus three environment, that seems to only really have um, an effect if I'm struggling to write slash struggling with inspiration at the time. Like if I'm in a good writing zone or like, you know, in a good writing headspace and I've been making a lot of progress, it doesn't really seem to matter what the environment is like that I'm writing it can be messy it can be tidy like whatever it doesn't really matter but when I'm struggling that's when it seems to help the most I would say it's probably also where you feel like cleaning the most yes it is you're like oh I can't coincidentally I'll clean now I can't you know struggled only written a hundred words in the past two hours maybe I'll clean my desk it will help for sure Um, it does it does help it does help help. i think it's a short-lived help but it helps (laughs) yeah that's true it doesn't address the larger issue i don't think but it's definitely helpful (laughs) this probably segues quite well into the next point so when you know decluttering is linked to organization not like organizations obviously like organization (laughs) (laughs) when i was researching it kept happening because i was like organization and creativity and they'd be like how your organization can help you be more creative and then I would look in it and it's like you know your <laughs> office or like your colleagues I'm like no <laughs> the different meaning of the word anyways <laughs> so I thought it would be quite interesting if we talked about how we organize well, one how we organize our desk spaces how we organize our computers with respect to our writing projects and you know if we think it helps with our creativity or it's just kind of interesting to hear how people organize it to be honest <laughs> for sure so I have purposefully when I sort of set up my writing space I got a desk that had drawers for number one because I know that I am not the tidiest person and I was like then at least if it becomes too much, I can just shove it all in a drawer and pretend it's not there. Yeah. So that works quite well <laughs> in terms of the desk space, especially because it is quite a small desk as well. And so my next point would be on my computer, I guess. I have a MacBook Air and so it's quite a small screen in general. It doesn't have like a heap of amount of screen space. I have made like several desktops. Um, So, you know, I flick between screens quite a lot. I think I've got about four of them that, so that I can have, you know, research open on one desktop and then my chapter open on another one. And then my chapter plans opened on another one. And then like a couple spare ones, just in case I need other stuff open at the same time. Um, (laughs) And in terms of folders, I like to have them all on the desktop so I can see them. I don't really have them in the documents folder anymore because I found it was just an extra step for clicking. It would be like, click, click documents, click, click when the rain falls. (laughs) It just seemed unnecessary. It's like, why don't I just have all my 
folders like on my desk because otherwise I have no folders on my desktop because I don't really do much else other than write. <laughs> yeah, I have folders for every book. And with those folders, I also have, I don't know if you've seen those little color code dots that you can add to the folders. It's probably different on Windows, I would imagine. Yeah. But on the Mac, you can, like, if you right click on a folder, you can like color code it. And the color coding for me is what stage each of those projects is in. So the ones that are basically ready for publication have a blue dot besides them. And then um, other dots are kind of different stages of editing. So Darkness Setters Free, for example, it has a red dot to say it's been through its first draft. And then it has an orange dot to say it's been through its first amount of edits. And then the projects that we're currently working on have a green dot. So it's all color coded. So I can be like, what am I working on right now? Oh, you know, double click the green dot. That's the one that, so I can like quickly mm -hmm. find it rather than like kind of read the tiny little things of, oh, that's the ancient Greece book. Oh, that's whatever. And then within each of those folders, the ancient Greece book is quite a good example. So within each of them, depending on how many revisions of it we've had, because the ancient Greece book, we started a long time ago and then restarted. It's got the old ancient Greece book and then the new ancient Greece book. But then there's also a research folder for our mini papers. Yep. <laughs> and sometimes I have like an image folder. There's like specific images that I think might help. And probably the most organized one is because it's the oldest one is the When the Rain Falls one because it's also got publishing documents, which kind of contain like the synopsis, like blurb, any marketing things that we have to, like marketing paragraphs, query letters, and like all of that sort of stuff goes into the publishing documents. And yeah. And then I guess I next dropping down into like file names, we usually organize it by chapters as we've discussed before. And then when we compile them all together, usually it'll be like first draft when the rain falls and it'll be like second draft. And then it'll be like first edit, second edit or whatever. Usually the second draft is the first edit, but for whatever reason, we decide to make a draft that's substantially different from like the first version. If we change something a lot, then I would maybe include that as like a second draft rather than a first edit. Oh yeah, got it. <laughs> it's all very technical. Got it, got it, got it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's basically it. How about you, Ashley? Well, my desk isn't organized at all. I do have drawers. To be fair, the drawers are organized, but I don't actually put much in them. Interesting. <laughs> so you don't hide your mess? No, I don't hide. I've got a drawer that has like um, not like me. headset, mic, all of that, all the cables and stuff. And then I have another one that has paper and actually it's just like paper. Um, and then another one that has like a bunch of other calculators and rulers and stuff. And that's it. And then everything else is just on top of the desk. I don't even have like, I think I used an old jar to hold pens. Like I'm just not very, very organized person. That's okay. My computer's a little better. I, like you, Sarah, I aggressively, I aggressively use the desktop and it's a really bad habit. I picked up from my um, supervisor at work because he uses the desktop for the exact reason that it's too many clicks to get into like documents and stuff. So I also have an aggressive amount of folders both on my work computer and my laptop so that's that's something <laughs> but like you I do have a folder for each book which is quite amusing <laughs> sometimes 
because it's also not organized super well. So I can use our ancient Greece book, for example, which has the working title Spaghetti, which is what I called it a while ago, because I was getting frustrated with it being like new book because I didn't like how it didn't have a name because <laughs> all the rest are like, you know, when the rain falls, blah, blah, blah. So it's currently entitled Spaghetti. And then when I open it, it has like a whole bunch of, um, I guess, like working documents, like the glossary, some of the old versions of it, some of the old chapters plus research. And then inside, I also have another folder in there, which is then entitled Novel XXX, which is because uh. <laughs> that's when we started um, rewriting it again yeah. the second time. And so that has a lot of, you know, some half finished chapters some other like bits of information that I had collected and then there's another folder which says most up to date which isn't even the current one because inside that folder there is another one that says 2020 rewrite and that's where all our current ones are right and I'm also one of those people who is really bad with naming things so apart from like the chapter one chapter two chapter three all my other stuff will be like when the rain falls one, when the rain falls two, when the rain falls final one, when the rain falls final, final, final <laughs> one. <laughs> and then I usually do it by date because I'm really bad at naming things. So maybe don't use me as an example <laughs> for how to organize your computer, but it works for me. And it's a similar story for like the other ones. When the rain falls and well, I just open darkness, set us free and I have no subfolders. It well, literally we went. I did that whole price of pandemonium. I was like, oh, there's nothing in here except for this. Literally, stuff. it has like all of the chapters separate, and then it just says, Darkness set us free, third edit. Darkness set us free, completed second edit. Darkness set us free, extra ending. Darkness set us free, full manuscript. So, not helpful. What is not so great? It, so, the computer, like, at least it's organized by book. So, I still have the hard copies of our books, and oh my goodness, they are literally a stack of papers half a meter high that aren't even in order. So, sometimes, like, uh, I don't know if you remember a little while ago, we read out some chapter plans. I found them, like, in an envelope that was just, like, randomly in the pile, and it was a mixture of, like, two different books worth of old chapter plans sandwiched in between half of desolate and half of what I I think was the old second book but I can't be sure because it was just like a section so yeah it's not very well organized and to be honest I don't really have the time to go through and organize it anyways it's gonna take forever yeah so sticking on the organization theme are you a calendar slash diary slash scheduling person or not I am. <laughs> I do schedule stuff in calendars just purely for wanting to like keep everything up to date so that I don't forget stuff because especially since starting the podcast I found needing to keep recording dates and all of that and when each blog post is going out and all of that like I need <laughs> yeah. something. I bought myself ah, oh, a diary cute. for the year. A yearly diary, a little planner. Got a nice, really pretty one so that it would make me feel like using oh, good. it. It has stickers that I can put on dates as well, which really <laughs> excited me. I was like, who doesn't like stickers? But I tend to use that one the most. So most things are in that one. And like I have like a little system, especially for the podcast, where it'll be like each one that's got to go out on what date and like the episode number but then it'll have like a tick if it's been recorded or not just yeah. so I can keep track <laughs> I also have our gmail account calendar which I try to keep up to date but I'm not 
brilliant at keeping that one up to date because it's like the third calendar that I use. <laughs> yep. So I sometimes forget about it and then I'm like, oh, I should probably edit this so that Ashley has something if she needs to refer to. <laughs> and then I have like a personal calendar that is like the right. iPhone calendar, which I'll use for like appointments and stuff and mainly just important things where, yeah, then I can like share it yep. with Dan. So we each know who's got what appointment happening or whatever. Yeah. How about you, Ashley? Do you use calendars? As you can probably gather from this podcast, everybody, I am terrible. (laughs) I don't have a calendar. I do have a calendar. Okay, no. I'm trying to clarify this. I usually rely on my memory because I've always just relied on my memory, which to be fair, my memory is quite good. So I don't usually forget anyways. But in the past like couple years, I've tried to start putting things down in a calendar and that's mostly just because of like work meetings and teaching, like knowing what weeks you're teaching and like when you're, like when I have to write the exam and stuff. But fun fact, academics are also very unorganized. So even though it's in a calendar, it doesn't really help because it relies on everyone else. It doesn't mean it, you check well, it. Well, <laughs> no, the problem I found is that I'm so used to relying on my memory that when I put it in a calendar, my mind's like, ah, it's written down. I cannot remember it. Uh. So then it like just blanks it out. So unless I actually remember to go and double check the calendar, I just miss stuff because my mind's not thinking about it anymore. So the calendar's backfired, basically. (laughs) It makes me forget stuff (laughs) instead of actually being helpful, which is, yeah, it's a bit of a disaster, but it's okay. So yeah, I've been trying to be better with calendars and stuff. And I, I tend to write down... Now I only put stuff in calendars when it's really far out in advance. Like, you know, if I've got something on like three Mm -hmm. months time, I'm like going to some show, then I'll put it in my calendar because now I'm getting into a better habit of like, if someone asks me like, are you free then? I'll like check. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I put that thing in my calendar three months ago. So I'm getting better. So that's kind of what I use it for now. I just use it for things that are quite far in the future that I will likely forget just with time. (laughs) And then the rest of it, I just keep in my mind. Which I find works better because I'm one of those people that also like yeah. schedule stuff like mentally as well. So when I have it all in there, I can just plan out my days like, you know, in my mind instead of writing them down, which isn't good. But it's what works for me. So maybe other people are similar. I was talking to my sister about this yesterday and I was like, I don't have a calendar. And she's like, what? And I was like, I know. I, I know. I'm really, <laughs> really bad. <laughs> I'm guessing this is Mel. Yeah. Yeah, she seems like the organized type. She does. She has multiple <laughs> calendars. I'm just terrible. So how, obviously, we try and, some of us try and declutter our lives. Others, you know, don't sometimes, which is okay. I think each to your own. She's like, how my mind's decluttered, how? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so when, <laughs> when your mind gets a little bit too, you know, full of all those thoughts, or, you know, you've got so much on and it's a bit overwhelming sometimes. Or other times you find like there's just way too much going on in your mind. And you can't wade through it all to be able to write effectively. And um, what do we do to try and get some clarity and try and promote our creativity? Well, I have several things I, I'm going to say, would like to do. <laughs> Lately, I haven't been able to do them at all because I've literally been too busy. And my mind has been like, next task and then the next one after that and then the one after that and it's just been very hectic in my mind lately however if I have the time (laughs) if I make the time 
I will play on my guitar a little bit because that's something that I can do without thinking about anything except for the chords that I'm playing and how to play the chords and what's coming next. So it kind of focuses me that way. The other thing that I do is yoga. We've kind of discussed it a little bit, which kind of just calms me down, gets me in a bit more of a flow. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like at the moment what I'm doing because yeah, I'm not really doing those at the moment. <laughs> at the moment, it's really bad though. It's probably not a good example. I guess maybe reading in some ways because mm-hmm. then, you know, I dive into um, a different, like a character's life instead of my own for a bit and then my head gets a bit clearer. Mm-hmm. So reading's probably the biggest thing at the moment. Like when I have a break at work, I'll sit down and read a chapter or two. Sometimes I just sit there, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> just sit yeah. There. And then I come back like a couple minutes early because I'm like, this is pointless. <laughs> and I'm cold. I'm cold. Because the tea room's really cold. <laughs> and they'll be like, haven't you had your full break yet? And I'll, I'll be like, yeah. And so a couple minutes off, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? I swim or swim slash exercise mostly when I need a break, except I struggle to find the time to fit it in because I'm so busy, but I have been better recently, which is good. Otherwise, I do crosswords, the cryptic crosswords. (laughs) They're actually really good for distracting your mind because they're so complicated. (laughs) There's not any space to think about anything else. So that's good. Otherwise just my procrastination activities which would be trying to clean which you know it sometimes works but I usually only do that when I really need to like take a break from something but yeah I've been reading a bit as well I've been doing a lot of beta reading to be honest so reading other people's stuff which is good not my own or our own which is kind of a nice break sometimes yeah and it's good because it helps you realize that you're not the only one that makes silly mistakes (laughs) as well (laughs) which can be quite helpful but yeah like you I've been really busy recently so I've been like trying to think what have I been doing it's mostly been swimming I was just thinking music actually for me putting on the music in the car on the way to work or the way home Mm -hmm. or even just when I'm doing the dishes or something because it just makes it that much more bearable Mm -hmm. when I'm like okay I've got all this cleaning to do and I have had no time for writing, then if I put music on, at least I feel like I'm getting some relaxation and yeah. I don't feel quite as resentful about <laughs> having to do the chores. Yeah. So yeah. I would say that's been my way of decluttering my mind and feeling more relaxed mm-hmm. in general. Music works quite well. Although I'm in this phase where I feel like listening to music is unproductive for me. So now I've switched back to listening to only podcasts. But of course, because I can't be a normal person and listen to fun podcasts, I have to listen to, I'm back to my history of the English (laughs) language podcast. And I'm up to episode 215 of my history of World War II podcast. So at least it makes me feel like I'm learning and doing productive things. Yeah, I think that's where I still feel like my mind is cluttered because then I've like input too much information. <laughs> that's I haven't even been listening to podcasts lately because it's just like extra chatter going yeah. on in my brain. Like too much information. But anyways, so that would be how we declutter our brains. Although it doesn't sound like we do it particularly effectively at the moment, but that's all right. I'm sure other people will relate. Mm, always a work in progress, I think. Sure. You, know, you go through periods where you're great at it and then others where you're like, okay, it's, yeah, you work at this. For sure. I think that brings this episode to a close. Yes. Uh, I think we had quite a good discussion 
about cluttering and decluttering. Anyways, I'm a cluttered person, but that's okay. <laughs> it's actually been quite amusing, been quite, quite interesting. So there are still some spots left on our author spotlight section. If you're interested in applying, just head on over to our website, which is lindersoncreations.com and go to the podcast section and you'll find a application form, which you can just fill out. Just gives us a little bit of information about you. So we can tailor questions to you individually. If you'd like to know more about us and our writing projects, visit us at lindersoncreations.com or contact us on Facebook or Instagram on Lindison Creations. What are we doing next time, Ashley? Next time on Dear Writer, it is another one of our author spotlight interviews, which we always enjoy recording. Hopefully you'll enjoy that. It should be a really good discussion. Yep. And if you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. We can tell your friends about us uh, and we'll be back next week. Happy writing, everyone.